Traveling the Vortex. Wanders the fields and village of Scatterbrook and arrived at episode number 222. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> like my brain's mush from watching so much Warlock. <laughs> I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do anything fun this week? <laughs> this no was, end of trouble. Those kids are going to cause me. No end of trouble. <laughs> this is, uh, well, that was one of those experiments. Um, <laughs> it wasn't quite Marmite. <laughs> what did you guys do this week? guess you just asked that question. I watched a movie. What did you, you watch? watch? We watched Birdman. What would you think? Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. Wasn't it? I, I think I liked it more than Mel. But I, I come at it as a student of film more than <laughs> more than Mel does. Um, cause she she wasn't sure about the way it was shot. Oh, I loved the way it was. Yeah, shot. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, just the fact that it's. Did you agree with my assessment that you should have just bought it straight out? Yeah, I think I probably. <laughs> I think I probably. I don't know. It's not one that I think I'll go back and watch. I'm kind of itching to go back and rewatch it. A lot from necessarily an entertainment standpoint, but it's so enjoyable, and it's it's another one of those that's it's so meta. You know, I mean. Michael Keaton could only have played this role. Yeah. He's, he's really the only one that could have made this work. I don't think he could have got anybody else from a superhero movie and, and had the same kind of no. gut check reaction to it. Um, Even though they didn't write it with him in mind. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> weird. But, um, you watch any of the bonus features? On the I didn't Ray? get to any of the bonus features now, but it was just kind of a perfect storm of, of, yeah, this was really, really well done and really, really awesome. And, I loved the soundtrack. And yeah. The drum and yeah, it was just it was just all around really really good fantastic performances top to bottom and um just I can't I cannot praise it enough. Good movie. Yes, very. I'm looking forward to watching it someday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's on, it's on my it. list. So Other than that, that's about all I did, so. Hmm. Uh I cuz I missed Marvel with friends. Uh, last Saturday, I went ahead and watched Iron Man 3 this week. I, I enjoy that one more than I remember. I remember watching it the second time, enjoying it a lot more the second time. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. First time I, I saw yeah, it in I theaters, but it. I, I, it just, there was a lot more to it. Well, and knowing the narration reason yeah. helps a little bit. I still don't like that there's no ACDC. <laughs> it still bothers me. I know it's a weird thing to bother me, but it's about it's a thing. There wasn't much left for them to use by the time they got through two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then we watched The Giver this weekend. What's that? Based off the children's, uh, the young adult novel. With the movies with Jeff Bridges. Oh, Bridges. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he and plays uh, he Flanagan. He plays The Giver. <laughs> Not quite. I I don't know what it is. It's I, just the impression I gave. I got from the trailers. No, nah, Which is very Jeff Bridges zen. It, it is, but. Remember when Jeff Bridges used to act? <laughs> now, apparently, he doesn't move his bottom lip. I think ever since RAPD, everything I've seen him in, he doesn't move his bottom lip, and it hinders his performance. It did so in this, too. Huh. I didn't notice it before RAPD. I wonder why he doesn't do that. I don't that. know. It's like he has a lot of chewing tobacco under there and not moving it, so he's just going to talk like that. Maybe he won't wear his dentures. 
I don't. Maybe it's the dentures are getting in the way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're when he's sticking them in, it's, it's making his lip stick to his gum, and he can't move them. I don't know, but it's distracting. He, he was. I'm, I love him, but he was probably the weakest part of the movie, oh. unfortunately. And I think they did a really good job adapting it. Uh, they took some liberties, and I don't know if you guys have read the book. It's. Well, it came out in like the '90s, so you guys—it probably wasn't. You guys were probably older than I. Well, obviously I was, but it wasn't targeted <laughs> yeah, to you were, guys. We were older than you were. In the it 90s. wasn't targeted to you guys in the '90s <laughs> uh, like it was to me. So wait, you, uh, you were older in the '90s? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and I even came to it much later, so I think I might have been a little old for it too. Now that I think about it, because I didn't read it until I was. After high school, actually, and somebody was like, "You need to, you haven't read that. You need to read this book." And it's re- a really good uh, dystopian uh, exploration. It's but it's still it's the one that kicks off this and kind of Ender's Game are the two that everyone seems to go back to as their inspiration for writing the dystopian. So that that's the other one to blame. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, me? pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't know they did it as a series. Ender was here first. Yes, but well, a lot because a lot because it was back. like the 1980s, wasn't it? Early yeah. 80s. Yeah. But it, it and it, it tackles a lot a lot of interesting issues that the other dystopian books don't do because the idea of this is there was something that happened, kind of destroyed the world, and so the community leaders gathered everybody together and eventually made it so through drugs and whatnot everyone is the same and they've suppressed any memory of what happened through the genes and suppressed emotions and so except for this one guy who is the keeper of memory and so they he remembers everything that happens and so he can advise the elders or in any situation arrives that's that's who jeff bridges it's funny that you both went to ender's game and uh this book as being the first one but i probably would disagree and say that probably 1984 (laughs) (laughs) well yeah there's probably a lot (laughs) was a front runner in the dystopian future in that same way but it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't a young young adult adult. (laughs) no it wasn't young adult these are definitely young adults um and so the hero, the hero of the show, of the movie, the book, uh, is the next in line to be the receiver of memories, and he discovers emotion, et cetera, et cetera, and decides to free the whole society. You know, it kind of goes where you expect. Well, thanks it's... for ruining it. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers from a 1990s book. Uh, but yeah, they did the a really I good wasn't job. Listening. Uh, the first, like, what's really what I really liked about it was. It starts off in black and white, and there are glimpses of color. And then as he gains emotions and memory, it starts becoming more and more in color. Oh, so it's kind of muted at first. It's a little bit, but <laughs> a little bit pleasant, Bill, but not as isolated. It's more not individual items. It's everything is starting to become color. It's just slow, muted tones going into it. It did a really good job. Um, I can't. I haven't read the other three books in the series, which. She wrote in the 2000s, <laughs> so she came back to it like 10 years later to follow up on it. So I was kind of, eh, I don't think they'll make any more. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch it a lot, but I really enjoyed it. They did a good job with it. I although watching it, it's been one of those books that people have always been like, why, have the, why hasn't this been made into a movie? Why hasn't this been made into a movie? Watching it, I don't see why it couldn't have been made in the 90s or even the 2000s. There's nothing in the movie that screams it couldn't have been made until now. Hmm. Kind of like Watchmen in a sense, where it couldn't have been made until when it was. Or 
Um, I think the problem with Watchmen was, and, and especially looking at early treatments of the script, is it would have been so drastically different on screen yeah. that it took Zack Snyder to come along and say, the only thing we're really going to change is the end of the book. Yeah. And that was it. Well, so, and it's, it's not... Uh, which was so brilliant. Aside from the color well aspect, done, yeah. it's not a heavy visual effects movie. So why it wasn't made before, I don't know. Hmm. It, it was a long process. I know Jeff Bridges had a long hand in uh, executive producing it and trying to get the rights. And on the Blu-ray, there's a bonus feature of highlights from a reading of the book with his dad and a couple other people from his family. So his dad being the, playing the giver. Lloyd and Bo, maybe? Uh, Lloyd. I don't know. If, I think Bo shows up at some point, And some of their sons. So some of... Uh, Jeff's nephews show up and play roles. I spent a while ago. Didn't Lloyd Bridges die recently? Yeah, it was, within the last it five was kind years, of what spurred years. on him wanting to make it into a movie was doing this reading. So the, the bonus features were interesting, too. There's a nice little four-minute uh, chat with the author of what she went, what she thought of while making the book, writing the book and then how she thinks the movie compares to the book, you know, that sort of thing. That sounds cool. It's it's another it's, one of those ones on my list to watch. But. Yeah, it's probably. I think it's one uh, Caitlin would really like. Yeah, probably. I think. In fact, I think we saw a trailer for it when we, ahead of something. We and it wouldn't surprise together. me if Holly had read it. And she and said she that tends she to wanted read to some see of the young adult ones. Yeah, well, she she did this summer of books where she read everything that she knew was coming out. That might have been one of them. It, and it's a short book. It's pretty thin. She read. Uh, yeah, she did that. Gone Girl and Horns and. Did she that, like horns? Uh, she has. She liked the book, or she thought the book was weird, but hmm. she hasn't seen the, the movies movie. on Netflix. Did you see yeah, that? I saw that. That was just it. She read all these books in preparation <laughs> to watch these films, and we never got around. We finally got around to watching Gone Girl. How was it? Uh, you want me to review it again? Oh, did you already <laughs> review it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's spare the listener. Um, I finished the. Second book in the Divergent series, um, Insurgent. How was it? Um, interestingly enough, that I didn't care. So, I mean, I, the good, first book was good. Divergent is a good book. It's it. I think I had a lot higher expectations. I I read it just on the heels of the Hunger Games trilogy. I think I I, I think it. I wanted it to be something different than it was. So. It was a tough read. Then I saw the movie, and I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought, well, they, 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 okay, this is what the book needed to be. I mean, there's not a lot of difference, but it was it was good. I think they, they, they just yeah, it helped it a lot. So going into this one, having seen Divergent, you know, recently, I was already in the mindset of how these books were going to how these books play out. And so this one, I actually I think I enjoyed. I'm going to let Chrissy's review of this taint this a little bit because I read her <laughs> review, but. Um, I enjoyed the book a lot. In fact, I think I like it better than Virgin, which I think is is different from what Chrissy feels. But I agree with her in the sense that it almost tends to go too too long. It, it's uh, it, there's a certain point where I really felt like it it would have benefited from ending or at least trimming, mm-hmm. and then it it kind of just goes beyond itself and not in a bad way, but not in the best way. And so I'm really interested to see how it translates to screen. And I she did a review of the the movie as well and and she actually liked the movie which is not doing very well yeah. in theaters now so i'm i'm a little discouraged by that except for the fact that if it's not doing well in theaters it'll come to video center so if i don't get to the, or it'll get to at least the the, the, uh, the dollar theater. theater yeah well and that's 
we, uh, we're going to get uh, HBO Now next month when it debuts on Apple TV. Mm. And because so, I want to start watching Game of Thrones again when it comes back. And um, we saw that next month it's on there. Oh, the divergence on there. Yeah. So we'll have Caitlin watch that, and we can all go see it. Because Holly read all the books; she's she finished all three. Well, Insurgent still got third place this week. Yeah. Oh well, okay. Well, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think it it beat Cinderella last week. I think if I remember. Did it really? I think I've, I've only something seen four reviews about something it, so. beat Cinderella. Because Cinderella was only. Uh, oh, that was the only thing that came out last week. Well, yeah, last well, not, yeah. not this week, but last week. Yeah, but there were only. There were, it was number two, if I remember correctly. Okay. I thought that was weird. Um, so, but I am encouraged by the fact that Chrissy. It wasn't Chrissy's favorite book, but it was. She did enjoy the movie, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the film. And then um, Friday we celebrated. Well, Mason's birthday was actually on Friday, and so I spent Thursday morning getting an aquarium because he wanted to fish oh. for his birthday. And, well, he had in passing said he wanted to. fish. Wanted to fish. Because they've been bugging us for pets. And we, we went through cats. I don't like dogs. And we've had gerbils and stuff. And it just, or not gerbils, uh, hamsters. And not since kids have been around. Just cats since kids have been around. But Mesa really wants pets. So we came down on the side that, well, I had fish years ago. And so I thought, well, we'll get him a fish. That's easy to take care of. It can be in his room. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't crawl up in your lap. <laughs> you don't have to let it out every so many hours. doesn't shed. <clears throat> so I spent all morning Thursday. it. It's not a pet. I got it. All Thursday morning, I got the tank, went, got the tank out of the gravel, got all the, the things that I needed to set the tank up. And we realized that we wanted to get Tetras. And it didn't occur to me <laughs> that I needed a heater because they're tropical fish. Because the uh-huh. tank we got did not come with a heater. Although on the side of the box, it told me which one to get for it. So I was there on that. So I went to the pet store that morning. Knowing that I was going to get the fish on Friday, but just to find out what I need, where, which direction I need to go, and and we thought the really cool ones to getting would be the the glowfish tetras mm. because they're really bright, colorful. And so I asked the guy what I needed, what I needed to do to take care of them, and he said, oh, "Just make sure you get the tank at the right temperature. Tetras are pretty resilient fish, but you don't want them to have uh, fish fish shock," he called it, which is a huge change in temperature. Oh yeah, but I hadn't got the heater, and I had to go to work. So the next morning, I went to walmart and got the heater because that's where i got the tank and went over and got the fish and then it was the other thing i asked him is you know what i need to treat the water because i knew i had to treat water and he said that's actually a neon stretch wasn't it uh, that's uh, yeah. not a glow fish but it's a, but it is but a it's tetra, same, yeah. same same style fish. Uh, I, I was google searching because yeah, actually there's what... a the glow fish is actually a brand they've they've genetically engineered these fish to really bounce they're they a type of the neon dark. Well, they say they glow, but I think you have to have a light hitting them in order for the. Oh. the they're kind of so it's not the luminous fish effect. No, no, no. Okay, so That's what I imagine. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they don't actually fish. glow. But um, a little isotopes, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the fish, and and that was the other thing. I thought, oh god, I got to treat the water. He said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just get distilled water. It's already treated. It's fine. There's no chemicals in it. I was like, okay, great. So this is going to be easy. So I got set up the tank. I finished setting. How up big the of a tank. tank did you get? That's just a little gallon tank. So we only got two Tetras. Oh. And uh, got the tank, got everything set up, got it all put together, no problems. And then I put the heater in there, and I had a thermometer, and I texted the water. And the, the, heat, the, t- the water temperature has to be between 76 and 81. And he said keep it towards the 81 side because 
that's the temperature of the tanks they have, and you want to keep it as close as you can. Uh, so yeah. all morning long, I've got the fish in a bag because that's the temperature <laughs> of the water they're in, knowing that that temperature is going down. And I've got the new water in there that's still sitting at like 70 degrees. Like, oh, God. So I put the heater in there and gave it an hour. And after an hour, the little light came off, and I tested it again, and it was around 79 to 80. And I thought, oh, okay. So I put the bag in there and let the temperature adjust and put the oh, fish in. Yeah. Of course, then all day I'm watching until I go to work, I'm watching the fish going, please don't die. Because he's <laughs> at school, and he's not going to see his fish until he gets home. So and I, you're going to be at work die. when he gets please home. Please don't die. Please don't die. I, I, I got, did get online just to kind of temper my <laughs> nervousness about it. And it did say that tetra are, you know, as long as you don't have a huge temperature change. Huge so we, I put him in there, fed him, and then left for the day. And I guess when he came home, he told Holly, this is the best birthday present ever. So <laughs> he was he was excited about him. So we did that. So that was my Thursday and Friday morning, putting <laughs> putting fish tank together and getting fish. And then uh, yesterday we went to, they have what's called Cub Scout Late Nighter. And you go at noon. <laughs> at Washburn University, and you, well, you, you go anywhere between noon and one fifteen. And knowing this, we went at twelve thirty because the whole hour and fifteen minutes is check in time. Oh, and so well, hi there. Are you come to see me? Speaking of cats, yeah. Um, and so we went at one thirty. We or twelve thirty. We ate and we went. Got checked in with our group, and then what it was, it was just all day long until ten o'clock at night. <laughs> We're talking ten hours <laughs> or nine hours. You, we went from station to station to station, and they just did activities for the Cub Scouts oh. all day. And so, like, the first one was... badges and whatnot? Well, some of the things that they do are things that he can apply to his next badge. Oh, okay. So, but unlike the one at the museum, we didn't have, like, a checklist. So we yeah. just... We were doing all the stations anyway, so we knew we'd get them. So we did... Uh, so they had, like, one where you build a survival kit, and it's the little... You know, I'm sure everybody's seen this now. It's a little medicine bottle, and it's got all the things you need to survive for oh, two days. yeah. And then um, after that, they, they played hockey. They had a self-defense uh, course. They had a bounce house where they could play in a bounce house for hmm. 30 minutes. And But they went from site to site and site. And it was one of those things where I, I was really dreading it because I, I, I was a Cub Scout years and years and years ago. But we didn't do this kind of stuff. And I didn't stick with Cub Scouts because that's not my – I'm a city boy. That's not my thing. <laughs> Even though I grew up in a small town, I'm, I'm hardcore – not into that kind of stuff. So I was dreading it. But I got there, and it was actually kind of fun. And it wasn't It wasn't the nightmare I thought. The nine-hour nightmare. Dancing badge. I, thought, <laughs> I didn't know there was a nine-hour nightmare that I thought it was going to be. But it, it actually ended up pretty fun. And he enjoyed it, which was the. That's the, the most important. Yeah, that was the most important. And, it was, and that actually, seeing his enjoyment, invigorated me. And I, I actually had fun. So, And you got to do things with him and to help him out. The parents were really integral in, in making sure that they got through everything. And then uh, we got home late, you know, because the thing wasn't over until 10. I got home late last night, and then um, that was it. And today we, uh, the girls, Caitlin had her last performance of her play. Oh, is it done already? It is was over. It only two weekends? Yeah, only two weekends. Oh, I didn't realize They that. did a matinee today, longer. and then they struck set. And Holly's been uh, kid wrangling both Sundays, uh-huh. so she has to go back and help the kids. She's been a, a stage mother. And so they were gone most of the afternoon because Holly had to stay there for strike, and then Caitlin went to the cast party. And she thought she, Holly thought she was going to come home, but she ended up staying at the cast party. So Mason and I... Went to lunch together and spent a whole other day together. Played uh, <laughs> Minecraft for a couple hours and then played Monopoly Junior. And hmm. it was pretty much my weekend. It was a lot of fun. It's like a fun weekend. I did start another book this week. I started um, Terry Pratchett's the Color of Magic. 
because I want to go back to the because I've read a few of the Discworld books, but I want to go back and start from the beginning. And uh, so I'm actually nearly done with it. Is now I think about it, I think I've only got about it's 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 really super long chapters, and so I but it's a quick read. Yeah, for the most part, it's, only, it's a short book. It's, 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 it's almost three hundred pages. But is it really that yeah, long? Or maybe I didn't think it was that long. Two eighty, something like that. <coughs> and uh, but I remember it, breezing it, through that one pretty yeah, quick. Oh I, I, right no, I, I'm, I think I started it on Tuesday, and I'm nearly done with it now. So no, it, I, oh, so, wow. and I and I'm a slow reader, so it's you know taking me five days, but it would somebody probably one or two. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it and it's it's fun. I, I it was one of those. I've, I'd read. I, I know I've read Hogfather because I remember that story explicitly. And I read another one, and I, I read two other ones. And I thought Color of Magic was one that I'd read, but none of it's familiar to me. So, and I thought I'd read it years ago, and I, maybe I did read it years ago, and I just forgot the dang thing. <laughs> That's happened before too. Although I thought I've, I for years, you would think reading it would re- re- spark a memory. Yeah, exactly. Sort. Well, there, there, there's things in it that spark memories, but it's. I think it's more the character. I think I've read, oh. read other ones that have Ritzwin in them, and I and Same not character. this one. Yeah, yeah. And so, and death, obviously. I whatever. I, well, Hogfather has death in it. But, um, so, but you know, then there's Ender's Game where I swore for 20 years I'd read the dang thing and then <laughs> watched the previews of the movie going, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> but um, so it, it might be that case where I thought I read it and I didn't or I read it so long ago that it's kind of like um, Lord of the Rings. I didn't remember whole chunks of it until I saw the film. Oh, yeah. And I went, okay, this, this looks familiar. Now, the two towers and... Return of the King. I read so much later that I didn't remember those. But, mm. um, but yeah, that that was it. It's all I done. So but I thought it was just, that was one of those Pratchett's past, and I thought, you know what? I, I just that just my way to honor his memories. Go back and start yeah. reading some of, some of the books I haven't read. So it's a lot more um, a lot more Douglas. I, I I've always said that they're really two different styles, and I think Hogfather is comparatively different than the Hitchhiker's Guide, but Color Magic's. I think it kind of in the same vein, at least. Mm. So, a lot of those throwaway, quick, funny lines and things like that. And oh uh, yeah, although the you know, I do see the jokes <laughs> that are going to be coming later. <laughs> Even Color Magic has a joke that starts up, but it's 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 not a joke. It's a it's a it's a resolved line. Is it something that's done earlier that? It's upcoming to fruition later, and you're like, oh, yeah. Didn't even see that coming. That's all I did this week. We've uh, started looking at some houses. Doing some houses. All right, well, it's getting at that time where we our lease is up at the end of August, and we're kind of outgrowing our space, so now's might as well start looking at houses now. You're looking so, at buying or renting? Buying. So we've, we've done a lot of that this weekend. Um, met with a realtor on Saturday and then kind of narrowed down some properties and went and drove by and did some open houses and that's consumed a lot of time over the I'll past tell you, week. You're you're young and it's your first home and you'll get a bunch of like really great loans and yeah we've uh, got, we've already got yeah, pre-approved actually yeah. so that's the way to go and yeah. you'll, you'll probably find that for more space you'll pay just a little bit more than you pay renting every month as far as your mortgage yeah. goes we and found that out. We've no, I've gotten online with the, some of the calculators, and even if if I'm inputting everything in the calculators correctly, the mortgage is going to be less than rent. So yeah, yeah that'll happen too. Probably, especially huge. on your first first yeah. home. So. Oh, and 
the only offset would be electricity more and right. adding water and trash and whatnot. Right. But I think we're we're excited about it. We're looking now. This is a long process of finding the right house. Yeah. Well, take your time. Don't want to get yeah. into something. Of course, yeah. I mean, Holly and I got into a house that we really thought we liked. We'd be there for years and then outgrew oh. it and <laughs> found another one that we yeah, liked that, even better. That's so. what we're kind of looking at some of – well, we could look at probably a lot of two bedrooms. We're looking at three bedrooms just to be on the safe side. That's you know? not a bad idea. Yeah. But you, you, you just got the wall painted and the I know. furniture we, arranged. <laughs> that's what we, Sarah and I were just saying. We just got it rearranged and painted just like we like it. And <laughs> the nice thing is move. now you can do it again. That's true. And do more and whatever we that's want. Right. I, I joke that we should go uh, down the office and get the paint name and number and <laughs> so we can do that blue again because <laughs> we really like that blue. Oh, really? Why? No reason. Just, just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. We went to two open houses, one that we were actually interested in, one we just stumbled across. And it's, it's kind of fun to go and walk through other people's houses. Yes. <laughs> and it's kind of weird, like one of them, their furniture and everything was there still. The hardest thing about... So like, do, do, that's do, weird. Do you ever yeah. go, go into these places and, and just kind of walk into the room? And you're, you're there to look at the house, but you find yourself looking at the furniture going, I wouldn't have arranged this room this way. Yeah, no, I've done. <laughs> what I are totally you thinking yeah. putting the couch over there? Why did you do that? Actually, I, I always hated do open houses that already were furnished because then I had to, in my mind, eliminate strip the fir- everything. Strip everything out yeah. and think of where my stuff was going to go. The nice thing is the house we were in now, when we looked at it, was completely empty. And I could... Vi- in fact, I went home and made a map of the house and started writing down where okay, this is going to go here this is going to go here uh the first thing you want to do go into a house take a picture of the outlets make sure you know where yeah, all the outlets yeah. are. Count, count the outlets we're going to do multiple walkthroughs of any house so um the, the one the one we were interested in that we looked at gorgeous house uh too big for us though it ended it it's three bedrooms and it was kind of near the high end of the price range but one of the bedrooms was an entire floor on the third floor. Oh, wow. And it was the whole. Dibs. <laughs> but it was a gorgeous house. Oh, Sean's was... <laughs> apparently coming to live with you. It almost could have been an apartment. Oh. It had its own bathroom on that floor, too, and it, all it needed was a kitchen. Um, it was a gorgeous house, but it was just way too big for us, and some small things we didn't like about it. So the search continues. And unfortunately, we're not going to go to see every single house together. So we're going to do some splitting up of I'm going to go look at them before work and then she's going to go after work just because our schedules, it would only be Saturdays and we don't want to monopolize the realtor on the weekend. Another tip, don't um, don't not like a house because of the wallpaper. There's wallpaper oh, yeah. still in it. The, the wallpaper are, yeah. can come straight down. And, and nowadays I've got stuff that takes it down with no problems. Yeah. Of course, have we done our downstairs bathroom yet? No, we've been <laughs> in there for nearly seven years, but... <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, More than seven if there's stuff we don't like, we can change it. And I also think, yeah, but knowing us, it's going to take forever to get to it. <laughs> hey, that'll be the that'll be the sign is when you finally change out the wallpaper in that downstairs room, you're, you're you'll move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true. And that, I guess that we've been in the house longer than Mason's been around. He just turned seven. So yeah. Anything well, else? Should we move on to news? Let's move on to news. First up, news. Actually, our only bit. If my computer will turn back on. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Just took a while to come back from sleep. Uh, Big Finish license has extended to 2020. Uh, March 31st, to be precise. 2020. Yay! So plenty more time to enjoy 
Did you just say la time? La time. Are you trying to help Sean with French? Or? Yes, la time. That's, is that what time that's, that's is French in French? French? Right? La time. La time. La time. Le big finish. <laughs> Match the tefels. I, 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 I am. I am pretty sure I have. Um, do you win this round, French? I think I'm, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I'm throwing in le towel. <laughs> At this point, you might be better off starting over with your language credit. Yeah. It's been a long, sad three months to come to that realization. <laughs> Other big news in Big Finish. They are going to adapt more Virgin novels. I'm excited. Yay. Although they still haven't announced any of the four that I've read. <laughs> so the ones, or I've read uh, five, I guess, but they've adapted it for could TV. You, could you imagine uh, um, what's wrong with the cartoon people? That Earthworm? Yeah, but that's not a new Virgin. Oh, it's not a weird. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Did you? What did you say? Cartoon World? No. Earth. Uh, no, Earth World's the other one. No. Crooked World. Crooked, Crooked World. Yeah. I knew what he meant. Cartoon people. Yeah, yeah. Because that, uh, that, 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 that would that, meant too, but that'd be a fun. I thought you said Cartoon World. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one um, with the Cartoon World. Yes, that's yeah. Crooked World. But it's not a. Virgin. That is not a virgin. Gotcha. That's a None uh, of these eight BBC Eighth Doctor adventure. Yeah, There's only one. There as far as I, uh, from what I understand, there is only one Eighth Doctor virgin book at all, and huh. that's the last Virgin New Adventure. And it's well, that kind from of what I understand, sense. it's not. It's not even technically eight. It's it's kind of a screwy way to do it, but it's it is eight. So, huh. well, some of the ones they're doing are Theater of War. Written and adapted by Justin Richards, uh, with the Seventh Doctor, Ace, and Bernice. Uh, All Consuming Fire. Uh, and this is the Doctor joins forces with Sherlock Holmes, played by Nick Briggs. Uh, Nightshade. It's an homage to the Quartermash Adventures by Mark Gatiss. So another Mark Gatiss story that's getting adapted. Or is this his first one? I think this is his first. This might be his first one. Yeah. Uh, and that is... so far there's been Gareth Roberts and uh, Russell T. Davis were the, yeah. other two, were the first yeah. two books they adapted. Uh, this one is also uh, Seventh Doctor and Ace. And well, the, if it's Virgin New well, Adventures, it's they're true. all going to be before. Well, at least Seventh Doctor, not necessarily Ace. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one will be Original Sin... Uh, which this one does not include Ace. So it's the Doctor and Benny's first encounter with the agitator. Somebody. That's still exciting. I guess if I'm going to read these in order, I better get get moving. (laughs) better get moving. (laughs) Uh, And the first one's going to come out in December 2015. Oh, good. I've got all year. So you got some time. (laughs) Um, Doesn't say when the second one. The third. Third one is April 2016, and then it finishes with December 2016. So it's mm-hmm. going to be spread out over a year, the four books. Cool. That's uh, exciting. It, it, They've got a wealth of, of stuff to mine from oh, with the, yeah. the new adventures. I, mean, I think there's 40-some books. So I wonder if they have to be kind of picky and, <clears throat> pick and choose to make it fit in the big finish universe. I also. don't know, because I think we discussed a little bit last week about how they, the, they the chronologies are, or don't really, really work. But yeah. I think... Uh, well, it's that's obviously they, Big Finish's attempt to <laughs> make the chronology work. I wonder if that's why they're kind of not just starting from the beginning and going through Could and be. just picking and Could choosing. Some Although of the, time, better ones. the time were novels, I don't know that they'd be the best things to adapt, but they, they work within the continuity. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I wonder the the, uh, the last one you read off is the first 
encounter with the educator and it's like okay so are you going to leave me hanging no if i have not read these books if i were to listen to the big finish story and then go i wonder if that character's ever coming back (laughs) you know then you'll have to go pick up the rest of the big finish books or not big finish uh, new uh, virgin new adventure books that do have the aggregator 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 uh, this is like a washing be- machine, the alligator. <laughs> the alligator. Uh, this does say there's going to be another release at an announced to be announced at a later date. So, likely another version, new adventure that they haven't acquired the rights to or whatnot. Maybe the Agitator's second book. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun when we get to uh, and we could put the book on the on the schedule and then listen to the audio and. Do a compare and contrast. Yeah, to, might be fun. We, we've well, done compare really and contrast the, uh, from audio to to uh, television. Yeah, be kind of interesting to do from novel to audio. Well, and even for uh, Russell T Davies' novel that he did, it'd be fun to do with. All right, that put it on the schedule. To... We also decided that you need to put Curse of the Fenric on the schedule relatively soon. That's the only availability to us is Netflix, and you know how and that pa- goes. Zulu, and that's not good for Friday Night Who. Yeah, see, I kind of have issues with that. Why? Because how are, are thousands of listeners going to chime in with us? Because it's on Netflix. Their best bet is if they have Netflix. It's, 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 it's not available. Because, yeah, it's the only way you can watch it now. Unless you own the DVD that's already on Moratorium. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to get it, get on, to, on it before they drop it off Netflix. Yeah. Finish off the East Trilogy. Out of order. All right. <laughs> As we do everything here on Traveling the Vortex. Should we move on to feedback? No. Oh, yes. Sorry. Next, our Doctor Who legacy. <clears throat> Tip oh, the, the week. week. What? Much better. I blew my ears out last week. I was going to shout it at you. <laughs> bracing. He was bracing himself. He was bracing himself. <laughs> uh, this tip comes from Eric, and he says, if you find that you have two possible matches that you can make in the same area of the board and feel as if you can only choose one, consider overlapping them. Remember that each time matches are removed, more fall down until all possible matches are gone. So if you have a horizontal match going through a vertical match with gems that could form a match both above and below in the same column, they will make that match as soon as the horizontal match is gone. That's actually kind of an important one to think yeah. about because there there are times when I find myself. I don't often think in both directions when I'm looking. For yeah, I, I have to keep reminding myself of thinking three dimensionally. Breaking them off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I got um, a real problem with that. My uh, my perk is the the horizontal line. Oh that, that, yeah. that's what I've got my perk set as, and so I'm constantly thinking in horizontal lines, and then every now and then I'll get a, a, a vertical and go. Oh yeah, I can do that. You know? <laughs> and you still I mean, get the perk for it, don't you? Because it's just the line; it doesn't matter. No, it, it has to be it horizontal. Has to be horizontal. It has to be horizontal with oh. that particular one, just like you know. But you know, it's just. I just assumed that it was a line, no matter which. That's direction. what I thought at first too, but it isn't. It's actually oh. horizontal. Which well, there's probably, another tip for you. Yeah, that's an important. Which, in a way, is kind of. Um, now that I think about it, the horizontal line perk is probably the worst perk to use, because. The board the is odds of getting it. Well, the, the the board is six gems across. That's how many you need, isn't it? So I have to have six of that particular color to get a horizontal line to get that ten percent. You know, whereas if I complete five in a cross, I, I only need five of them. Unless you can drop in, unless you use the ability to drop in a certain color after the fact. Right. 
But um, because of that, I keep thinking horizontally, and I, 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 I just kind of drill down and focus on that, and then every now and then one will drop in, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I just kind of forget <laughs> until... I think the other thing you, you need to couple with that is the, the importance of how combo stack, because it's actually... It's better to get... And, instead of doing combo. five gems in one row... It's better to get the combo, or no? It's yeah. It's better to get the combo because combo actually. I don't. Know, I don't know. Have the numbers with me, but the combo actually adds more right for that than adding one extra gem or two extra gems even to a line because you get you only get a certain percentage for each addition to that one, but this percentage for a combo is even higher. So it's it's better to have two combos of four rather than. A line of six, say. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're when you're doing that, it's, it's or when you get when you get those kind of block insane. masses that oh look, I've got you know here's eight right. blue gems that all disappeared at the same time. But if they've been split across one. and yeah. you've got three here and three right. here and yeah. three here, then all of together they, they only count as one combo. But if you split them up, then yeah, you've yeah. got the opportunity to get the combo stack on that as well. I still think you should get more more points. More points. I still think you should get a bonus for a blackout if you manage to eliminate <laughs> every gem on the board. You should get something cool. I do that a lot now, though, because I've got some of my teams that are stacked up so that I can change everything over to one gym and then just whoop. Go. I know. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 when, that's it. when you go whoop and you go <laughs> and nothing happens other than they all die. But I just, you know, <laughs> I would like a firework or something to celebrate that. Holly. One, one, one of those. Uh, oh, that's the next mechanic. Well, know. they're working to combat that mechanics. <laughs> right. They don't one, want one, one, one of those massive, impressive, uh, you know, anime cutscenes comes up, and says "blackout" and flashes <laughs> on the screen or something. You know. That would make me feel good. How are you guys liking uh, bigger on the inside? Well, first of all, that's our Doctor Who tip, tip. of oh, the week. week. I'm enjoying it. I'm only about. Would, you haven't beat it yet. Uh, no, no. I, I, I have. I've been so I busy saw, this week that, that, um, that yeah, ben when it dropped on. Tweeted us saying that he beat it in the lunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, 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 Ben, you're an addict. You need to slow down. <laughs> I loaded it up, and the first two levels are cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. So, uh, no, I think I'm seven or eight levels into it right now. Seven levels, I think. So, including yeah, those cutscene levels. So, really, only I've done five levels. Have they gone pixelated for you yet? They start. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Okay, yeah. you must be a little bit further than maybe me. Maybe I am. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing any pixelation. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'm further along then. I can't remember Maybe how many I'm, nine I I'm stuck on one that I'm working on. I'm not going to load it up. I'll just start playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know how far I am then because, yeah, no, they're, they're, the, the virus has come. Uh, spoilers, but the virus has come. Been, the virus is here. I'm, I'm like assuming I'm on the level Flicking that's with gonna... the stuff and then – so you haven't seen the scene where all of them are standing around the TARDIS and they're all pixelated? All of no. the All of the incarnations no. of the Doctor. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Maybe I am further than seven levels then. I'm, I'm maybe I'm ca- maybe I'm not counting the cutscenes. That I could say be that. It could be actual playing. Have you played any? I haven't played Have any yet. Yeah. I saw that it dropped. And I was like, woohoo! And well, now it's <laughs> chapter two is 150 percent experience. Oh, good because I, that's what I've been working on. Actually, this past week was um, I went through and leveled up a bunch of characters that uh, have kind of been just waiting <laughs> for me to have things. <laughs> And put together another team and mowed all the way through um, level two. Yeah, I'm only on level five. And got a bunch more well, maybe fragments. <laughs> and then used those fragments to level up a bunch of other characters I had waiting. And then put another team together and started running through level I finally stage got, two again. Uh, so. My sixth companion passed level 40. So I now have six uh, dual gym companions. I think I have more than that. 
I'm up to like I'm almost to 400 stars. I'm like to 390 something. I'm so. at almost at 360, or or 260. Sorry, 260. I've got a bunch ready to upgrade, but yeah. I'm waiting to decide if I want to use them or try to get others higher. Well, I did that for for a long time, and I finally just got angry at the little bouncing arrows. It was kind of <laughs> like, yes, I know. My uh, my gym amount since I got the new phone, I've got. A, I'm still working on building them back up, so mm-hmm. I can't just. Heart Blanche, okay, you get upgraded, and you get upgraded. You Upgrades. Get you Upgrades get for everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, now can we move on to feedback? Yes. Let's do it. Feedback. First up in feedback, Ben sent in some audio. Let's give it a listen. Hey, guys. Time Lord Ben here. I'm listening to the latest episode right now. I uh, wanted to stop and take a moment. Um, thank you for using my... Doctor Who Legacy Tip of the Week. Um, indeed, until the heart fragment level um, does hit the game, if you need all of the other fragments and the heart fragments, my suggestion is to just walk your way through Chapter 2 until you max out the heart fragments and then go to the fragment farming levels. Because along the way you're going to get not only the heart fragments, but the others as well. So you kind of save yourself a little bit of time by doing that. Um, Bigger on the inside did drop this morning. Um, I've gotten the first dozen or so levels done. Uh, Loads of fun. Um, I I love some of the characters that uh, that they've introduced into it already. Um, Last week's episode was fantastic. Um, Your Planet Comic Con... Coverage was great. Um, the Caitlin Blackwood interview was uh, a lot of fun to listen to. Um, beyond uh, beyond work and home life and loads and loads of legacy, um, there's not a whole lot going on here, so I will wrap that up for now. Um, oh, I will say one thing. Uh, I did max all my characters out on legacy, uh, as well as now I'm fully stocked on frag, so I'm... Just waiting for new characters and such to drop. So the the bigger on the inside levels are uh, a nice way to keep things going until uh, Chapter 4 comes out with a little bit more stuff. So anyway, uh, for now, that's it. Uh, Take care, guys. I will resume listening to your last episode. Later. All right. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks, Ben. All your characters are maxed out? (laughs) Really? I think you've surpassed... Do you have all your characters maxed out? No, no, no. I'm still You've surpassed Glenn. a couple dozen still there. And in less on. time. That's impressive. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he just started replaying not too long ago. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, I'm thoroughly excited for more content from Chapter 4 as well. <laughs> Flabber- I have no hope of ever getting that <laughs> <laughs> I'm flabbergasted and disgusted. I just... <laughs> Let's not talk to Ben anymore. <laughs> Actually, I quit leveling my characters up and playing so much because I felt guilty. I was so far ahead of you guys. But now I've got a goal. I've got to chase Ben. Oh, there ben. you go. You get to chase Ben. <laughs> See, my goal is to stay just ahead of Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I with a new phone. More. With a new phone. That's he true. He's yeah, obviously already done five episodes or five. Yeah, uh, with bigger on the inside, I am playing bubbles a bit more. bigger on the inside. So. You're ahead of me on on on, I, on levels, but I'm ahead of you on characters. Mahjong. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're, you're still striking a healthy balance right yeah, now. Well, I do the. There's three challenges a day. I do those, and then I log off of Mahjong and call it good. <laughs> All right. Now, when the Xbox mod comes out and there's achievements, boy, you just watch oh, out. Oh, no, there's <laughs> achievements on the. Uh, yeah, you get achievements laptop. on. And yeah, it's still there. When they pop. <laughs> <laughs> and they still pop up, too. I don't know about the sound because I have that turned off. Up next in feedback is Rachel. Rachel writes, the Prodigal 5-ish fangirl returns. Hello, Vortex gang. Long time, no talk. You know how it goes. One minute you're watching Peter Capaldi's debut as the Doctor. The next minute you're having your gallbladder removed, going on a cruise, celebrating Christmas, then New Year's, having a nephew born into the family, going to Indiana Comic Con, and then it's late March. Happens to everyone, right? It sure does. I'm pretty sure all of that did not happen to me, <laughs> but I can see that happening to Rachel, yes. Speaking or similar of, things. I just, it just happened to me just yesterday. <laughs> How's the gallbladder going? I threw it at the French teacher. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I think of this class. (laughs) You take that. (laughs) And she looked at me and said, the gall. (laughs) I think it's le gall. Le gall. gall. (laughs) I shocked her out of French. (laughs) Oh, I see. That's that's how how it would be. It's the first time she did this. She's she's been nothing but nice to me, and I, I feel bad. A little bit. (laughs) Speaking of Comic-Con, I will refrain from waxing poetic about Jenna Coleman. So I'll just quickly say that she is as sweet, funny, and adorable as you'd expect her to be. If you want to hear or see more, I talk all about her and the rest of my con experience on the Five-ish Fangirls and my own blog, Shameless Self-Promotion Check. (laughs) I also wanted to give a shout-out and mention to your listeners to the wonderful folks who run Who North America here in Indianapolis. I was lucky enough to hang out at their shop over the weekend and talk to some fellow Whovians. But more importantly, I wanted to plug the GoFundMe campaign they have going to help support their move to a larger location. So if any TTV listeners want to support a great local, well, to me at least, family-owned business, I've included the link. And Glenn will include that in the show notes as he types furiously away on something. Last and certainly not least, great job on the panel with Caitlin at Planet Comic Con. She sounds so sweet, and it's great that the guests embraced her and made her feel comfortable. And yay for Karen crashing the panel. It's great those two have developed a close relationship. And you guys did a good job of moderating. If you did have to give up a chair and a microphone for Karen, small price to pay, right? Yes. Absolutely. I think that's all I have for now. I'll try not to be such a stranger from now on, though... Royal Baby Watch will be beginning soon, so don't hold me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Until Are next they time. One? Are they? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Huh? Well, you guys aren't up on your Baby Watch, are you? No. I'm no. Not. <laughs> Until she was on bed rest for a while there. Um, oh, was she? Yeah, because they had to keep her in the castle for a while. Didn't she, she was sick. visit uh, Downton? Said. Probably. This was a while back that she was on bed rest. I'm not sure. I, I know a royal did. I wasn't sure if it was her or not. Well, her and uh, William were just over here a few months ago, too, because she touched that yeah. basketball player and they all freaked out. Or that basketball player touched her and they all freaked oh, out. Yeah. I remember so, that part. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> Is there news? What's going on in the news, she, she Tell me she, about the news. She touched a uh, basketball player. No, he touched her. I'm getting this backwards. It's not like he was the royalty. And all of England went just nuts. <laughs> Said, "No, you can't do that. That's against the rules." 
Who else is an antiquated system anyway? Sorry, British listeners. Was it a bad touch? Was no, it no. You a... just you're not supposed to touch a royal. You're not supposed to put your hand on. He, he put his arm around her for a picture. That's all it was. That's, that's it was, all it was. But you, you're not supposed to touch. You're not supposed to touch royalty. Oh, oh, it's that's that's a sin right there. Really? Yep. He's lucky he wasn't beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Off with his head! <laughs> the queen saying that. Queen Elizabeth. Off with his head! No, I. I, I'm not going to. Uh, so I should. I'm not going to talk anymore on that because I don't want to upset any UK <laughs> listeners or, or still hold dear the royal family because I, I think they they certainly hold a certain amount of reverence. But uh, yeah. so so when our podcast is knighted, I should not tweak the queen on the nose. No, that's a bad. That, that would be no, considered poor form. When we're knighted, we can't be knighted. Why not? Because we're U.S. citizens. Oh, we can get uh, the. We talked about this. It's the OBE. Order of the British Empire. I think we. Can I think we're eligible for that one. that one. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm so concerned about this because <laughs> it's so going to happen. We can't get an MBE, which is member of the British Empire, because we're not. Because we're not. What if we moved and become citizens? I think you have to become a citizen, though. Then we'd be eligible, right? There's a loophole around this. I'm not going to say we would be because I don't know. I would. I don't know. Unless there's a rule that says natural born, then I don't think so. I will have to. We'll, we'll do some research For on the that. Same reason Ted Cruz can be president, I guess, even though he's born in Canada. See. Uh, until next time, Rachel. P.S. Most links for everything I mentioned can be found at the Five Ish Fangirls Podcast. Dot Second shameless self promotion. Double check. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Was sent from your iPhone? Apparently. I didn't know you had one. I didn't either. It's hiding <laughs> in a closet Rachel. somewhere. Yes, thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Good to hear, good from, to hear from, you from you again. I hear from her every week, but that's because I listen to the podcast. Yeah. So. I keep up with her on Facebook, too. So. There you go. I drop in randomly. <laughs> I'm like an Indiana thunderstorm. I show up unexpectedly and scare the dickens out of people. <laughs> <laughs> or a discrimination law. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go there either. Let's just move on. Plow forward. Plow forward. No politics this week. No politics. Plow forward. Uh, that's it for feedback. <laughs> uh. You're just cruising, aren't you? You, you can listen, listen to my other podcast, <laughs> The Liberal Mind. <laughs> You're just, just dipping your toe in that yeah, lake yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of trouble. Dip it in and pull it out. Okay. No, I'm going to mess with it. I'm not going to talk about it. I got all kinds of stuff we can do with Kansas laws that are getting passed. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, not, let's not get started on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So next up is our, our reviews. reviews of Warzel Grummage. Gummage. Gummage? Not Grummage. Not Gummage. I keep Gummage. saying Grummage, too. I thought it was Gummage. Gum Ridge for the longest Gummage. time. And then the title Gummage. card came up. Warzel Gummage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Scare- the Scarecrow Show. Do you have a synopsis? Uh, yes. <laughs> of what? Seven, seven seasons of. If you uh, include the Australian. Yeah, there's yeah. four in this version. Uh, where was it? I don't, I don't know. I didn't bring it. I watched my six or five episodes and I was done. You made it through five. Huh? Wow, it's made it's way I, more than I made it through. Oh my gosh! Well, okay, I'm glad I did two I did, and a half. I did two. I'm glad I did five. I mean, I think two was a, is a good balance. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I watched but half. I, of I did a. five because I thought I really got to give this thing 
I've, I've got to give it a chance. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll do a review. Synopsis. Uh, or Based on the children's books, this series follows the adventures of Warzel Gummidge, the talking scarecrow. Warzel is a bit of a rascal, but is still willing to help out his human friends in the nearby village of Scatterbrook. The episodes I watched, I did not see a lot of helping. <laughs> Yeah. This puts us in perspective, though. <laughs> not, not this, is a, this is a kid's show in the 1970s, <coughs> 70, right? 79 to 81. So, so this is post Late 70s, early 80s. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a kid's show. It's not a show that I would have watched as a kid. It would have scared the hell out of me. But it's. <laughs> Did you watch the first episode? I don't know. I, I wanted to go and watch I, the first episode because I looked it up and I just. What, didn't what's get the back name of the first one? Because I might uh, have. Wurzel, Wurzel's Washing Day. No, I didn't watch. That. I watched. Did it. you wait, watch? Wait, it? wait, wait, wait. Okay. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I watched. Oh, good. All right. And no. yes, it would have scared me off this show. <laughs> Did it explain anything? So, How he comes to life yeah, or anything? Ish. Okay. So the, that's kind of why I wanted to go watch the first. But one. every episode I watched kind of gave me I never a background <laughs> for that he was built by the Crow Man was I got given that. to this family and he. I, I got the idea that the Crow Man is magic. Apparently. He's a wizard. The, 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 the pilot starts <laughs> off. A wizard. The pilot. The, the, the first one starts off, and the, the crow man comes up to, to Wurzel on the, the, the stick, and he's talking to him, and he's got new parts because apparently it's been a long, harsh winter, and he's replacing his stomach and his arm and various things that have had mice eaten away uh, at him. And uh, it's not Pertwee through. Ninety percent. Is it a, an actual? No, scarecrow? it's just an actual scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. with a, with a with a face and a nose that kind of looks like it was sculpted to match what they were going to put the prosthetic on later. <laughs> um, and the, uh, meanwhile, the the guy and the kids are coming down the road, and they're apparently moving to the country, and they're lost. And the kid sees this guy talking to the scarecrow, and of course nobody believes him. And the scarecrow is waving, and nobody believes him. And you know, but it's all done from a distance, so you never see Pertwee at any of this point. Um, and so he, he's just kind of obsessed with it. So he goes out there to try and do it and it's raining and, you know, the, um, uh, Wurzel's got an umbrella and the kids go up and there's a crack of lightning and they, you know, and he's covered in mud and just gross and nasty <laughs> and scary and scary. And so they freak out and they, they, they knock into him and he drops the, the umbrella. So they grab the umbrella and run off. Well, they steal his umbrella. They steal his umbrella. So then there's this horror movie scene <laughs> where the rain is coming down and the lightning's flashing and the mud is starting to wash off his face and he transitions from the scarecrow face into Pertwee's face and his eyes open and he kind of staggers off the thing into the field of mud and he's just a silhouette backlit by lightning. And I'm looking at this going... Should Katrina be watching this? <laughs> she was still up. And Mel's like, going to give her nightmares? Yeah. Mel's like, I don't know. This is kind of intense, isn't it? So um, uh, the dad goes off to, <laughs> he says he's got, he's got a spot of business to take care of in town. And he's actually going to go hit the pub. <laughs> Worst parent ever. I'm going to say it right now. Um, and so the kid's home alone in the, in the, in the caravan. They apparently are living in a trailer uh, on these people's uh, farm. And Wurzel climbs up into the skylight, and he's looking down and shouting at him about, you know, return my umbrella, or I'll have to come in and get it. Which he then does. And, you know, it, it kind of, eventually you see they start going to start to form this bond of this kind of, you know, as friendly as you could be with the cat in the hat, I suppose. <laughs> that you're kind of excited to see him, but you're more excited to see him leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, that was kind of, so that was the, the thing. And of course the kid's asking, well, how come you can talk? And he says, well, the crow man taught me. And 
Yeah, well, I'm not thinking very well because I can't only understand <laughs> one word in five. This accent, I don't. I think Brad Pitt went to this to get his accent from Snatch. <laughs> That's the closest comparison I can make. Yeah, but, how thick and hard it is to Irish, understand though, it's, them. It's, it's not Irish. It's, well, he, it's not he English. It it's not it. Irish. It's just pikey. <laughs> pikey. <laughs> That's what it's in Snatch. Pikey. Yeah. Yeah. And a fadishay. Oh, what? Degs. You like degs? What? Degs. Oh, dogs. Yes, I like dogs. <laughs> that was so, well, that's, that's <laughs> the closest <laughs> experience I could compare this yeah. his accent to. So, um, yeah, it kind of it kind of went from there. Now, here's here's the fun story: is the the, the first time we I, I decided we were just going to boot up the old YouTube at random and pick <laughs> the first that's the first that's, full that's episode that came up, which happened to be. The first episode of season two, not knowing this until later. So we're watching this one, and there's this whole thing, and we're we're just going, I'm lost. <laughs> I suspect maybe we needed to know more about this before we started, <laughs> because I don't get it. So then I did the research, and I was like, Warzel's Washington Day. Okay, let's look up at Warzel's Washington Day. So then we watched that one, and I was like, oh, that kind of explains where that came from. Because <laughs> he, he's, he's going to go to the seaside in the second one. Oh, okay. And he's punching his stomach, going, quiet down in there, or I won't take you. And we're like... What? <laughs> well, in the first episode, you find out he's got a, a family of robins that have nested in his oh, stomach. That was not brought up in the episode. Yeah. I watched. Well, then you didn't see one that I saw because I watched the uh, what was it? I, was, I don't remember what it was called. He's on put on trial. There's one that's tr- a trial of Orzo Gomez. That's not get. Well, the, the first one I watched was. Did you guys watch Moving On? That's the first one okay. I watched. Too. All right, all right. I didn't so watch Moving On. Common. That. <laughs> Which your family's away, and Wurzel and, and they're, what's the doll's uh, name? Uh, Miss Aunt, Sally. Aunt Sally. Sally. She's an Aunt Sally doll because that's you, what so those were. Have, did you those have were Aunt actually Sally? called. I had an Aunt Sally. Okay, yeah, did later. you guys recognize the actress of Aunt Sally? I did not. I had to look it up. <laughs> it's Una Stubbs, a very young oh, Una Stubbs. Okay, yeah, I can and see that. And for those now. who don't know, that's Mrs. I always blank on her name, and it's Sherlock. She's the housekeeper. In She's Sherlock. the housekeeper. Right? Uh, yeah, the, the landlord. This is Potts. No. The one that cares at Baker I, Street, who I lives downstairs. Anyway, yeah, that was her. Yeah, okay. I can see this that. This is now. Hudson. Hudson. <laughs> I, I do not like Aunt Sally. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> she was not nice at there's all. There's nothing about this character that, yeah, I mean, I, she, I think she's as close to an antagonist you can have for the stories, but. Consider, uh, but it's, that's bizarre considering she's a love interest for him. Yeah, yeah, well, and I don't know why. Uh, he, 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 she He's treats him like crap. Just over like, the moon oh my for gosh. her. And... <laughs> so this one, Sean, is... They're at this... They, they... First one, this is the first one I watched. Yeah, That's... me too, me too. So it starts with... I'm glad I went out of order now. <laughs> well, this is... I was season... terrified this we were is... all going to come back with the same review of the same episode. This is the first episode of season three, actually. Oh, it's late, okay. Yeah, so it opens with... Them opening the windows of this house, and I'm like, oh, he must live here. And then he's trying to make Aunt Sally breakfast and doing a bit bad job and not wanting to start the oven because he'll catch fire. And then Aunt Sally decides to make breakfast, and she well, first burns she's everything. in bed and she's asking him to serve her, and, and she wants 12, doesn't want to get up and uh, uh, eggs hams. or something, hams, yeah, some, yeah. something outrageous. <laughs> Which and there were some really some funny moments I thought you where thought? well like in the in the beginning where I found myself cringing more than laughing. There but. were a couple times I chuckled where well I don't want to say it in front of the pig. Oh yeah, <laughs> there were nice little moments like that. Oh, there there, there was a lot of cringing, and then it cuts away to the family off in the 
in the village. Because they've been on holiday. And they're coming back. And, of course, the old man, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's complaining the whole time because, you know, he didn't need a holiday. But, obviously, he was forced onto this holiday. And, of course, they take the dad and the two kids and the, the, the old people that apparently they – Well, they're, they're squatting on their land. You can't leave for. them at the property yeah. while you're off on vacation. Well, and that's, that's – and they come back and find that Orzol and Aunt Sally have made a mess of the place and they blame the squatters the entire time. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so then Aunt Sally gets sold off to some family and he goes to try to save her and she ends up joining the circus at yeah, the very Well, the, the crow man goes to get her first because well, she's having tea with the, the little girl that of the lady yeah, who bought her. Well, and the crow man try, is trying to track down Orzol right, also right. because he came by and found that he made a mess and decided right. to go after him. So it wasn't until the crow man and I was like... Oh, I get We're not it. even interested in interviewed uh, in, in, introduced, introduced to, to the crewman yeah. crewman until late in the the whole episode. So well, I and know. he he drives by on his uh, bicycle on that the the distant shot in the outfit. I thought that I was, was Warzel. Okay, good. He's, he's, he's waving, you know. Yeah, everybody's like, waving at him. I thought, wait a minute. You, he's a the, 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 the first shot of the the crowman when he shows up in his little glasses and everything. I thought it was Hartnell. Oh, I could, see and I went, oh, is that no, no, it's not him. <laughs> I think Hartnell had passed by. It, yeah, it was just a. It, but the role is, uh, at least from what I saw of it, is kind of reminiscent of the first Doctor and Hartnell in a little bit, kind of a, uh, a crotchety, kind of grumpy, older character. What was the second one you watched? I, the second one I watched was. Scarecrow Wedding? Yes. That's the same one. <laughs> we must have found the same playlist because I started on a playlist. I, I wasn't and then on a playlist. Well, there. I think I might have been on a playlist and watched I just two. actually, I, I played the first one and then the second one just automatically started playing, so I stuck with that one. And that happened I to think, be Scarecrow Wedding. I think wedding. I did a little searching and thought, that one sounds interesting in yeah. the Scarecrow Wedding. <laughs> So, so yeah, Wurzel wants to marry Aunt Sally, and, and he convinces her to. He agrees. convinces her to do it, and based on the fact that she gets, well, she gets to wear a pretty dress, and, and it'll cake. be her day, and there's cake, and she has she wants, didn't care anything about the fact that she's getting married to Wurzel. It's just she wants all this other well, see, stuff. See, this, this is a long time coming, apparently, because the first episode that we watched is the first one of season two, uh, which was called the Saucy Nancy. And yes, that's why I clicked on it, because I thought, all right, we're going to start with something <laughs> exciting. Wurzel decides to go to the seaside, and he's going to take a vacation, and they're, they're taking uh, this whole busload of old people to the seaside. That's the plan. And of course, he doesn't have a ticket, so he can't get on the bus. So he stows away in the trunk and eats all of their picnic lunch that they've packed for like 27 people. And How many seasons this go on and nobody <laughs> figured out that Wurzel was alive? Well... <laughs> This is the, it, it opens with them saying, you know, the, kids, the kids are upset. They're like, we want to go to the seaside with you. And they're like, no, you wouldn't have fun. It's going to be you know a bunch of old people. And they're like, but there's nothing to do here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, go talk to the scarecrow. So they go running off and Wurzel's not there. <laughs> so, okay. So the people, the humans have at least decided that Wurzel is a thing. There is a scarecrow. Right, right, right. But when well, he walks so up we- to the bus, they don't recognize him. <laughs> In the the moving on episode, it's very much. I don't know how the scarecrow gets here. Yeah, at one point, <laughs> Wurzel's he's props he himself up against the wall and he just hide, yeah. lay, lays there, and they're confused as to well, well who brought him up, up here? You know, it must have been those squatters. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my excuse for anything yeah, weird. Even the squatters on everything. <laughs> a, well, Why is that chair over there? Must have been the squatters. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's going to be my new thing. <laughs> Funny, you, back to the first episode. She comes home. She says, is anybody strange? Come? Has there been a repairman? Anybody come to the door? He says, no, why? She goes, I just put the laundry out on the line, and it's all gone. And they all kind of look at each other for a minute. And she says, must be squatters. There must be somebody that. <laughs> so then it cuts to Wurzel, who's running through the, 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 the farmyard with this big thing of laundry. And I looked at Mel and I said, okay, so wait a minute. So you're telling me Pertwee stole clothes from the hospital in the first episode of Doctor Who that he was in. <laughs> and now he stole clothes from the farm in the first episode of Wurzel Comrades that he said. He's going to get pigeonholed. He's going to be stuck being the laundry thief. That's, That's what he's. Thing now. So. He goes to the, to the seaside in this other one, and he um, interacts with uh, a figurehead on a ship, the Saucy Nancy, and she okay. she, uh, she she is she's in the wedding. Yeah. She, oh, is she okay? She comes to the wedding. Well, she they they have this big thing, and she decides that she's going to marry him because he's the man of her dreams. They just met, but you know that's and and he keeps saying, "I told you, I'm spoken for. I'm spoken for." She goes, "Well, who?" He goes, "Well, Aunt Sally." He says, "I don't know what happened to her. She she ran off." She goes, well, she drowned, love. I don't know how to tell you this, but she's gone. And you're kind of thinking, what children show am I watching? This is horrible. <laughs> well, it turns out Aunt Sally's actually at the seaside. And it's not until she comes alive later that she reveals, oh, yes, I went floating to Africa. I was going to go to Egypt and marry a, 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 a pharaoh and all this kind of stuff. But they fished me out of the river. And <laughs> so now they've propped her up here and they're going to you know, put her in a circus or something. Well, then... Wurzel convinces her that you need to come home with me. And it's only because saucy Nancy's there trying to shoehorn in on the action that Aunt Sally says, okay, yes, I'll marry you. And this is, you know, so I'm assuming that's where that eventually winds up. But it's kind of this. Did you watch all of uh, the Scarecrow wedding? Okay. Because she ends up getting married to Wurzel's cousin who's from Australia. Which is how they set up the Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's interesting that it starts out that way because. That's since that's the first episode of season two. The Scarecrow Wedding is the last episode of season two. Oh, is that right? Oh, is okay. So it must have been a through line throughout it, yeah, the whole season. Must have been then. <laughs> yeah. So such, yeah. the wedding was kind of a depressing episode. It was depressing because Wurzel, he, you know, she finally decides. Well, no, I'm not going to marry him. I'm just here for the dress and blah blah blah. And he's all sad and upset. I've and actually. Then... <laughs> it's bizarre that as much as I love Pertwee on Doctor Who. I saw more range of from Pertwee. Oh, I agree. In I this agree. Yeah. than I'd have on Doctor Who. Because on Doctor Who, he kind of has three different modes. Indignant, better than you, and uh, kind of funny. And being choked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this, in which he does look like Wurzel yeah. when he's being choked <laughs> really in Doctor Who. <laughs> and this, he's crying, and you really feel bad for Wurzel. And, yeah, it's just kind of sad. <laughs> she's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, Aunt Sally was not a pleasant character See, at and, all. And in the first one, I was like, oh, she's not bad. And I almost thought she, in an alternate universe, she could have been a companion on Doctor Who. There's there's something almost Sarah Jane about her. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that a I young Stubbs could have been on Who and been a companion. I can see that. But it, And so the wedding, they bring in all of Wurzel's family. From all over, and the figure the figurehead comes and ends up marrying uh, his cousin, and they do a lot of weird dancing <laughs> and this weird walk down the aisle. Well, she's on wheels, so <laughs> she doesn't. I don't know if you knew that. I, don't, the, I, I didn't. The figurehead because yeah, she she did she yeah, she, she, she show him off? There, yeah, yeah. She, she when she when she comes off the ship, she rolls up down the gangplank and eventually shows him her legs, and she goes, "Well, now you have to marry me because you've seen them." <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, the Scarecrow wedding was just ugh, kind of bizarre. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> if that hadn't uh, been my second one, I might have watched more. <laughs> but that was the one I was kind of like. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was sad, and then they they you know, it kind of just didn't go anywhere, and there was I a lot of just. I cannot find the trial wars of garbage in my history here, but I know I watched it and. That's also in season two. After he, after we did those two, because we watched the first one and then went back for the pilot, and we we're like, okay, I'm also so we were, are you going to watch another one? And I could just hear it in her voice. She <laughs> <laughs> another one. And I was like, no, I think I'm good. I felt like and then I, she was kind of pushing. She was like, are you sure you don't want to be unprepared for your homework? It's like, no, I'm, I think I've kind of got the gist of the show. <laughs> I, I know what, what the character's I'm, like. I know what his performance is like. It's, well, I'll tell you, it, the last line of the pilot is, those kids are going to cause me no end of trouble. No end of trouble. I was like, you're the one that caused you broke into the house and stole the clothes. And- <laughs> okay. Well, in the trial one, he gets in trouble because he th- he <laughs> he's throwing apples at the, at the crows instead of scaring them because he's an ep. I mean, he can't, he can't scare crows. And so... The, the the old man's complaining because the scare to the crow man he explains he you know he's 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 no good he doesn't scare crows and and he was I don't remember oh he was using a slingshot and things were like falling into the farm <laughs> and like breaking stuff and so they were like anyway they were all upset and so the crow man decides to put him on trial and the prosecutor is Aunt Sally and the outcome of this trial, which the kids sneak in and they're watching this trial, which is horrific because he's they're completely just telling all these bad things that he's done and why he deserves to go onto the fire. They're going to burn. They're going to burn words of words after. That's the penalty. Is. He's, and, and he is found guilty. And it's like and he's pleading for his life and all this stuff. And anyway, the kids come down and pretty much talk about the good things that he can do, but. They're not really exonerating him in any way. The one thing that exonerates him, I'll turn this back to one that you saw, was it, the crow man decides that he's a good person because he, when he he's talking to his stomach and they hear the birds chirping and they, what's, what's, what's going on there? And he opens it up and they realize that he's been keeping these birds and protecting these birds and feeding these birds. And so the crow man says, oh, you are a good man. We won't burn you. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, go, 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 going 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 back to the the farmer is the one complaining that Wurzel's not scaring the crow, and he right. talks to the crow man, right? Or, uh, to the, yeah, and says you got to do something with this because he's, he's no good, right? But that was but the he's only not thing. present for the trial. Right? Well, the crow man is the no. I mean, I mean the, 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 the farmer. no, 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 no. Because the the farmer still doesn't know the things that happened with the the. Apples or whatever he was slingshotting at the birds came down and crashed through stuff, but they didn't equate that with Warzel. Oh, okay. But the crow so man knew it was Warzel. Okay. So that I, was the I'm, other. I'm watching so that was the other element asked, that gave the, him. The, yeah. the farmers more asking, "Hey, give me a new scare." Exactly. The crow man puts two and two together. Well, you're not doing your job, so he goes out there to find out what Warzel was doing and finds out that there's a correlation to the the apples. Being we're, we're, trying, cast. We're, we're trying to figure out at what point do you notice that he's alive or not. And it's, I, I kind of feel like if I was the a first time viewer to family guy in a later episode, I'd be going, so does the family know that the baby can talk? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I kind of felt like that's yeah. where we were at. It's just, it's yeah. an accepted thing or not. Cause in the, in the pilot at one point when he's running and they're chasing him, 
or the, the kid asks him early, he says, so I thought you weren't real. He says, well, all scarecrows can be real when they choose to. So you kind of get the idea that he can flip back and forth, you know, excuse me. So they're chasing him and he runs over to a trash heap and goes and throws his arms out and becomes just a, yeah. He's he's just a dumb scarecrow. That's kind of what he does. On you know, just 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 yeah. lying there. Was it was it actually the scarecrow? Or was it Pertwee? Well, it was still Pertwee. Okay, but then the trash man comes and picks up the trash and and whirls with it, throws him in the back of the dump truck, and they take him off to the dump. And then the the, the, the truck upends, and he falls out of the dump truck and tumbles down this hill, and his head comes off. <laughs> and it's back to being this the scary you know non Pertwee head, yeah. which again is one of those images that I think would scar me for life as a child. <laughs> and the kids come and find him, and they're like, "Aw!" And they walk back up the hill, and she chucks the umbrella at him, and they walk off because he's in a dump. That's it. And the, the end of the episode is the crow man comes and goes, "Oh, where's what have you done to yourself?" Puts his head back on, and then the credits roll, and you're kind of like. <laughs> Okay, there's obviously more episodes, so he must have made it. <laughs> okay, well, tell me, to give me another one. Well, it's funny because the last, and I, I thought I watched five, but I watched four. I was going to watch five, and the kids were going, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> my seven-year-old and my eleven-year-old going, "Huh?" Anyway, the last one I watched was called Wurzel, the Return of Daft Head, which I can only presume from this story. The Daft Head was in another story prior to this, and what I gathered from the episode is. Daft Head was a scarecrow that Warzel built in order to act as a replacement for him because he was uh. going to be cast on a, on the on a fire. Apparently, Warzel's been threatened <laughs> with being cast on a dump heat or something. The burn heat, burn pile, I think is what they called it. So apparently, he's been <laughs> in peril of heading to the burn pile before. So he. So replaced, is this one, this one is before the trial or after the trial? I, I have no it's idea. After. I, I just looked it up. It's okay. uh, season four. Actually. So okay. well, so this was way late. And anyway, Daft Head is... And it goes back to a season two episode. Uh, when the kids find Warzel, he's up in a... Or they, they go to bring a, a bowl of raw cake batter to him so they can share their cake batter with him. And when they get there, this, they think it's him because they can only see his back. And he turns his face and it's this horribly ugly, <laughs> gross-looking guy. And I'm like, okay... I would be done there. If I hadn't stopped watching by now, that would have sealed my fate. And you're like, who is this? And so they go find Warzel. He's been tied up with the bucket on his head up in the rafters of their barn. They bring him back. He realized that it's this, it's Daft Head, which is this scarecrow that he created. And Daft Head's not going to move. He says, no, I'm, I'm the scarecrow. So they go to the crow man to find out what they need to do. And the crow man says, "Well, you can't. He can't. You can't get him out of there because the only one that can move can take him away is the person that created him." And so they decide, "Well, Warzel has created him, so he's got to go take him away." So he does all these different things trying to trick him. Like <laughs> this actually was quite a funny. The first, uh, what was the first thing he said to try to trick him to go away? Something about um, somebody having cake. And he decides that he like decides he doesn't have to have cake because he just ate the bowl of batter that the kids dropped and left behind. <laughs> the second one was Warzel. So he leaves and he comes back and he says, you know that uh, box down at the uh, end with the thing that you talked to and there's nobody there? And he goes, you mean the telephone box? And he goes, yeah, yeah the telephone box. I walked walking by there and it was ringing. I picked it up and it was somebody and they wanted to talk to you. And Daft Kid goes, Okay, and so he walks away, and Warzel's all triumphant. Yay, and he gets back on his post, and he sits there. And then Daft Head comes walking back, and he goes, no, you had it wrong. They actually wanted you. And Warzel goes, oh, somebody wants to talk to me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so I think that's it. They, they go back to the crow man. And they say, this is not working. I can't get, I can't move him. And so <laughs> apparently in, <laughs> in order to dispatch of daft head, they have to have a scarecrow duel. <laughs> and in the next scene, they, they choose their weapon, which will be umbrellas. They choose their weapon. And the next scene is all of the, the kids are going to be the seconds. And in the next scene, it's, they're walking into a barn. And they're in, it looks like a procession because the crow man comes in. And then the kids come in carrying black flags. <laughs> <laughs> and Wurzel and Daft Head come in walking next to each other. They choose their weapons. And then Wurzel has this, like, impassioned, what happens? And, and crow man's trying to explain to him, well, you know, I... What happens is one of you is dispatched, and and if you know the, the idea is to knock their head off, and he says, "Well, what happens when they knock your head off?" And he says, "Well, then you won't be you know you'll you'll be gone. You won't be a scarecrow anymore." And he goes, "Well, what's it like not being a scarecrow anymore?" And he says, "Well, do you remember what you were like before you were a scarecrow?" And he goes, "No." And he says, "That's what it'll be like." When you're <laughs> Unfortunately, unlike the trial where the crow man's being this really belligerent, menacing um, adjudicator, he's actually sympathetic and saying, you know, this, but this is how it has to be done. And so they, they which is wonderful because they, they do the sword play oh, with it. So it's like, you so know, Pertwee doing so, sword play <laughs> with the umbrellas. And finally, <laughs> towards the end, Orzel gets distracted and gets his head knocked off. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> you you just made this sound like this was death, and then it happens. And the kids are all upset and depressed. And a lady comes walking in, and she says, oh, you're the, this is where you make the scarecrows. I need you to come over, and I think she's going to fix the scarecrow or something. But she sees Daft Head, and she says, oh, this one looks great. Can, can I have this one? And she says, I'll buy this from you. And, and the crow man says, well, I, I can't really sell it to you, but I'll give it to you. If you'd like, aren't you the one that makes all of the cakes? And it happens to be the woman that Warzel was trying to distract him with the first time. Oh. So Daft Head realizes, oh, I'm going to get cake if I go live with her. And so she takes Daft Head, and the crow man goes and puts Warzel's head back on, and that's the end. So. <laughs> the head stuff is really interesting because I jumped forward and tried an episode of Warzel Grummage Down Under. Didn't make it all the way through. <laughs> Part, that bad. It, well, part of it, it, the content I think was the the version I found was artifacting a lot and skipped, and there were digital issues with the cop the version I found. So that's partially why it just got so bad that I couldn't watch it. But it was it's one called Ten Heads Are Better Than One," and so he's down in Australia. T E N. Who what? T E N. Yeah. Okay. Not T I N. Like yeah. That. No. T. T-E-N, the number. Ten. Okay. Yeah. So he's down in Australia uh, with this new, these new kids, and he's trying to get his – trying different vegetables as his balancing head. So apparently he doesn't need just his normal head because you see them take his the vegetable off. He tries a cabbage. He tries a watermelon. He tries a couple different things to balance, <laughs> and he's waiting for his stuff to arrive. And now we've we've taken off his head and revealed that's the end. <laughs> Apparently not anymore. But he's waiting for his. Head. Well, clear if you put it back on, you're okay. He's waiting for his. <laughs> stuff in the head. <laughs> he's waiting for his. Well, there's something in place of the head, so maybe it just needs something on the neck. It just needs a head. A, a head. But, 
You're done now. That's the end of the. <laughs> but he's waiting okay, for his I'll, stuff I'll to I'll arrive, I'll and his stuff is a box full of heads. <laughs> he's got his different variety of heads. He's got his smart head. He's got his pretty head. He's got all this variety of stuff. And by the time I gave up, he would. They're in the heads wind up at this museum, and so he's trying to go <laughs> save them from this museum <laughs> because it arrives in Australia by train. <laughs> not quite sure how that works. <laughs> and, and well, they're right next to each other. Right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You, the UK and Australia—they're just. And they sure didn't have sound like that Australian accent. <laughs> we, tra- we traveled by map. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a bit more clever. Um, and a goat on the train ate the tag, so they don't know who. The- <laughs> Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Who it's supposed to go to. And so the kids go looking for it and discover, oh, it's at this museum. And so they go and try to find his heads. And he eventually finds one after seeing an Aunt Sally that's not alive um, and tries to talk to her and doesn't work. Uh And so he goes and finds his different heads, puts a different one on. And then this music machine comes to life and... That's when things on the video got so bad I couldn't continue on. So Did anybody else- it was kind of enjoyable if it weren't for the video uh, issues. Did, did anybody else have issues where it almost looked like the, these had been recorded? Like maybe they had been projected in a school on a screen and the screen was blowing. Just with the first – with moving on seemed like – Because there, there was some really weird really film quality. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't great film quality, but I don't know what it was. I mean not just – I don't it, know if I go with that description. It, well, that that that's the because it would do this. Oh, and it was it was huh. a very strange. I don't think it was on purpose. And Mel looked at me and she says, "Is that film grain?" And I was like, "I don't think so." It might <laughs> just been else. film. Maybe 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 some of them had deteriorated so much you were getting third and fourth copies, and you were probably watching one that was projected. Yeah, I bet recording. Maybe. But. Um, well, there we go. We're just going to have to uh, start the film preservation <laughs> so that we can save Wurzel Besides Wurzel, was there any other characters that carried over no, into not that I saw. Australia? But I did, I did look it up. It's like... Did we care? No. I'm, I mean, well, I'm, just, well, I'm, I'm glad just, Aunt Sally wasn't there. The, the humans but in she does show? show up at some point. Oh, it does she? Yeah. The humans in this show suck. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Well, their kids weren't that much better. The family, the kids, the old lady. That was pretty much all there was. I probably got halfway through the episode. But back to what you said, and I think the important thing about this experiment was um, <laughs> the idea that number one, I'm I'm a 42 year old man, and I, this, obviously I'm far enough removed from childhood that this is not going to have any sort of no, any sort no. of. But I can tell you right now, I want to see him. But that being said, the I agree with you that this this really showed. Um. John Pertwee's range as far as oh. acting goes, because this is a entirely different part than he played as the doctor. And I can and almost see why he gravitated to this role because of the idea that he could do something so phenomenally different than what he did with Doctor Who, being this, you know, staunch, straightforward, James Bondy type, you know, scientist. To go to be this bumbling, idiotic, very it unintelligent had, scarecrow. I've seen it said that uh, this was his favorite, one of his favorite. That's roles what I've to heard. Play. Yeah. yeah, and I could see having a lot of fun playing it because playing that kind of character is usually is really fun. Yeah, and then I, I really think he's that bumbling, idiotic scarecrow 
eighty percent of the time, and then twenty percent he gets to do some emotional stuff like the yeah. wedding scene. Oh yeah. Uh, but so I could see that. It, yeah, a lot of fun to play, and well, he does a great job in the role. Uh, he succeeds admirably in everything that the character needs to do. There wasn't a moment I did not not believe he was going through it. Yeah. No, that was, in a way, it was almost distracting because I found myself, because the <laughs> the plot elements were not hitting for me on, 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 <laughs> on what I needed to be able to stay interested, I focused so much on, yeah, on Pertwee. I mean, and there were still times that I was like, I still can't believe that's him. You yeah, know, by underneath yeah. the nose and the makeup and everything. And I, I was really impressed until... I didn't realize it until kind of halfway through the first episode that they glued on, like, uh, wheat heads yeah. for his eyebrows. That, yeah. I that was a nice little yeah. touch. And he had the I one would... wheat stalk that was, like, yeah, hanging out that was, like, almost a goatee-ish. Yeah. But he, um... And the nose, obviously, was a prosthetic. Yeah. Because it was way pointy long. <laughs> but it it just... And, and Mel said the same thing. She says, I just can't get everything. And, I, of course, I, I knew that, you know, he he was a radio guy and that he did voices. And I've seen him in interviews where he'll launch into something and you just kind of go... Wow, because mm. that, that 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 voice shouldn't come out of that body, <laughs> and here he is on screen doing a voice that shouldn't come out of that. Yeah. And you're just kind of going, "Wow." I'm curious to know how much of the physical stuff that he he did, because this obviously is after Doctor Who, so mm-hmm. he's, he's a couple years older now and everything, yeah. but he he still seemed pretty spry. But I don't know if there was there were a couple of how old the was way he, the cuts were done that I thought well, that was he probably when he a died. Guy. Was he in his sixties? Is that right? Let me About right. Um, you know, like him falling down the hill into yeah, the, yeah. In, well, and I wonder garbage. how much of that, that was that's like probably cutaway, a cutaway stunt, 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 guy, stunt double or something. But then there were other he things. Seventy six when he passed. He was seventy six and so, he died I mean, in ninety three. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shortly after the ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, so. So I mean, really, that's ninety six. It's not that. He's still in his fifties at the at the very least he when he's doing Wurzel Grunrich. Grunrich. That's what makes him look older is the fact that he grayed so young. Yeah. He did gray young. He yeah. grayed very young. But and there were it was is it me or were there moments um, that in Warzel Grummage I saw a lot of Sean Pertwee. I, I totally agree in the face especially. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, the same. And thing. I haven't always thought they looked a lot alike. I see the similarities. I but didn't tell uh, un- Sean dressed up as <laughs> the third Doctor last <laughs> well, yeah, Halloween that was and a, I went whoa. whoa. <laughs> but then there were moments in this where I was like. Well, he, so yeah, much I would agree. Just like him, I would agree. And having watched more Gotham, like having seen him regularly, frequently helps me think of that too. Although, funnily enough, and maybe it's be- maybe it's because of the shorter hair. When we watched the first part, which we're going to review next week, but when we watched the first part of Mind of Evil with the shorter hair and the younger look, I thought he looks more like Sean mm-hmm. in Mind of Evil, and that's particular. Scene. I can see that. So. I guess just the short hair in general could yeah. be. Um, they definitely have different awful. noses, but they have the same eyes, I think. Oh, so. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, overall, and, and I can see where this series, I might have enjoyed the books as a kid, because I, I, th- I think they would make certainly make better books than they did a television oh, series. Yeah. Well, but, it'd be kind of like the um, Teddy Bear. Yeah. Uh, Paddington. Well, I was, Teddy Ruxpin. I, I was thinking uh, Teddy Bear Picnic, like that kind of story. I or the know. teddy bears all come to life. Yeah, the teddy bears yeah. picnic. Okay. That's how the teddy it's, bears have their picnic. You know. Yeah, I know one. the song. I don't know them. It's kind of the same. Okay. Story. <laughs> anyway, the so yeah, I, I but but obviously it lasted a number of seasons, and so it must have been popular enough with kids that now, you know, only they kept like doing six it, so. episodes in a season. Yeah, that, right? so that, that, that was something that's six, but seven. that's that's typical of the that's, UK. Yeah. So, I mean, right. get, well, that's something that threw me is when I heard this show went for seven years, and I went, he was on this longer than he was on Doctor Who. 
Right. That's just well, yeah, but for only six episodes, right. well, it a shot. So, and that's that's if you include Down Under. Yeah. Right, right. It's only three years for uh, UK first viewers. Well, and here's the deal. So the the first four is four seasons that were four on seasons. IT IT. What's the IT one? ITV. ITV. Um, and apparently they they didn't renew it, and there was a huge uproar. <laughs> Like, there was a letter-writing campaign and people trying to get the show back. And I'm looking at this going, maybe you just had to have been there. Maybe <laughs> it, it was just a product of the late product 70s, of early, now, early 80s. And I understand it's, it's apparently a little vastly different from the book or book series that it's based on because of Aunt Sally in the book is his actual aunt. There's no romantic oh, inclination. Right? They're, oh, they're okay. related. Right. Huh. And so I thought, well, okay, that's kind of an interesting way to go with that. Because that changes a pretty fundamental... <laughs> There's some. Well, and I got to ask. Kid show on Endaba. It's an actual show. It was a part of it. Oh, okay. it was in the Fifty Greatest Kids show, according to this documentary. Yeah, I, in the UK. actually, I did see that. The other thing that that I, I had a question of because I didn't I didn't explore any of the Down Under stuff. Was that something that actually played in Australia and maybe was it exported or imported into? I didn't look that the UK. Close. I think it was. Did it yeah. play in the UK yeah, as yeah. well? I think, so I think it was because it, it was. It was, was somewhat a return then for kids after they had watched. canceled it, and then because there's there's a gap that uh, there's a wilderness years for Wurzel Gumridge between <laughs> when it went off the air and when it came back in uh, Down Under. Um, and they got Pertwee to come back, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll, you know." In fact, well, I think it, he commented once that he he was going to have Wurzel Gumbridge on his tombstone. <laughs> that that was, <laughs> I think I've heard that. That, too. that was the role that he was. You know, the interesting thing about that too then is that it must have been really highly successful in Australia, in that even the the imports that were coming from the UK to Australia were popular enough that it must have been huge down there. So that you know, when they decided, well, we're going to go on with it and forage on. They took it down there and did it down there as well. So, interesting stuff. Yep, I think we can all come down on the you know, as you say, the the experiment, the, the, the great experiment. <laughs> but once again, what we kind of have said with all of these is that well, Pertwee was the best part of it. I don't think there's any denying that. No, not at all. And it was interesting to see him in something other than his. Frilly best. Well, when it comes down to it, that's what we're doing these for too, is so that we can explore things outside of the realm of what we know of these of these actors and and be able to look at something different than just that painted view we have of our favorite, you know, doctor through the years. So, and this is definitely different. <laughs> Sean, what are we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule uh, this week for Friday Night Who, we will be finishing. The Mind of Evil with Pertwee, uh, parts four through six. And then we will uh, be doing an adversary archive. How about that Ooh. master reveal? <laughs> <laughs> Ring! There it was. Just... I'm surprised it took a whole episode. <laughs> I was kind of blown away. I, did, I didn't realize this was where it was at in the in the chronology, that this is the second episode. Yeah, this yeah. Right you, after I think it was you had sent it out. And uh, I, James asked me, he says, so is the master in this one? I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's cooling his heels over at the prison. He's come, wreaked havoc, and he's been locked up. Because I knew they went to the prison. So that's kind of what... And then it was like, oh, I guess not. Well, didn't he escape at the end of uh, Terror of the Autons? Didn't he get in his TARDIS? Right, which but I didn't... The... Yeah, he did. But I didn't realize this was... Devils. I was thinking oh, sea devils. I thought I see, he was still I locked see. up, which is why you. we were going back to the prison. I got you. Turn... That, that's a discussion. Thing. Discussion for next week. Isn't it in Strongmore? Well, was he escaped... After the Sea Devils, too. He right, he starts off in prison. He starts off in prison, yeah. 
because he, he, he rides off on the hovercraft. You <laughs> <laughs> can put out an APB on that. What else we got? Um, then we'll be so we'll be discussing uh, the master in our adversary archive with uh, a look at the mind of evil, our official review, and then big finish mainline number forty nine master. So if you haven't uh, listened to that yet, you can start. And then uh, the following week, we're going to do Capaldi's intro for the sh- uh, Friday Night Who. We'll do Deep Breath, which, of course, we've already reviewed. But that'll give us a chance to return to Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor, Big Finish Adventures with uh, number three and four, The Horror of Glam Rock, and Immortal Beloved. I'm actually excited to be with yes. you. Uh, do, do we want to tip our hat to the uh, Tom Baker? Yeah, you can uh, talk so a little bit about it. We uh, Glenn has uh, had nailed down finally what we'll be doing for our Beyond the Doctor. Uh, if you enjoy the series, and we, we certainly think that the experiment is interesting, if nothing else, uh, come sometime in April, we'll be doing uh, the Fourth Doctor, and we will be doing Tom Baker playing Sherlock Holmes in The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is available uh, right now. I found it on YouTube. On so YouTube, you, so. it, it, unfortunately, it's broke up. If you find a particular playlist that has it, it's broke up into parts because they're thirty-minute episodes. But each of those episodes, because of YouTube time restrictions, are cut down to about ten minutes apiece. So if you watch it on there, I suggest you find a playlist that has them all in order. That's the way that I've I've found it easiest to do. And uh, as we say, it's on YouTube, whether it's supposed to be there or not. Right now, it's fair game. So it's it, from what we can tell, it's never been released on DVD, with the exception of Australia, for some reason. You can get Region 4 <laughs> copies of it. So It's huge in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. So if, if you want to do that, you know. I understand Shout up. Factory is doing the, uh, the Wurzel Gummeridge box set, <laughs> but only in Australia. That's but you can, you can load up YouTube, and I, I suggest maybe even watching it. If you're watching it on YouTube, watch it early. So in case for some reason yeah. between now and the time we review, it's gone. You've at least got a chance to watch it on the, on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. That's how we did Wurzel. So, yeah. so there's that. YouTubes. All right. Anything else? Be sure to uh, continue to support us on Patreon. That money does go right back into this podcast. You can find us on the various forms of uh, communications and social media. We're on Twitter, at Travel, Divor- at Travel Vortex. We are on Facebook, um, uh, just Travel Vortex on there. And then, Nobody knows the actual Facebook page <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of their website. It's, I think now it's simply facebook.com slash Traveling the Vortex. I think that's, yeah. you can actually get to them now yeah. that way. It was It was really convoluted before with... ID numbers and things like that, but they've simplified that. And then, of course, we have a Google Plus page and Tumblr and Goodreads and all kinds of things. So you can find us in a lot of avenues. And welcome to any new listeners this week. Yes. We have, oh, we we do. They uh, they flipped a coin on the book club, didn't they? Because I say we're getting to the end of the the end of the month, so we're we're finishing up. Yeah, we, know, uh, we know what the next month. We knew. Silhouette was this month. Next month is Blood Cell, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, be sure and uh, read that one for next month, and there'll be reviews on the. Goodreads a book club. Maybe I'll blow everybody's books. mind and just knock out a book review. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'd, believe I'd, it when I see it. I should yeah. actually read the book. Although you're I, coming to no, the I end, uh, you're coming to the end of school, so there's going to be a few classes you'll be dropping because you'll go. Well, just not going to make it that one. So you'll, that'll free up some more time. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're not at work, saying, "Well, since you have more time, come work more," then you'll have more time to read. So. That's right. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Tell I
have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.